Hello and welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. My name is Tafara Butai. Did you know that God is inside Kairos moments, divine connections, favor, unmerited strength for his children, for the marketplace? I like to call all of this God's grace in the marketplace. And so on this podcast, that's what we're going to be talking about and many other subjects. Let's check out today's podcast. Hello, good evening everybody. Welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. Man, I'm excited, I'm thrilled. I am looking forward to tonight's session. I believe that it's going to be a blessing uh, to you. Trevor is here with us. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Fast Tafaris. It's good to be back. Eh? Yeah, it's good to have you, brother. And uh, we're looking forward to this, you know, uh, talk. We've had this talk before uh, at Faith Hill Church. If some of you remember, uh, this was in July 2016, and you took the same class. Uh, this was a one-day class, but I think this time around we're gonna do it a little longer. It's going to be about uh, three weeks. You know, it's going to be a three-week installment. And today, uh, we're going to talk about the psychology of money management. Is that, that's what we call it, okay? Uh, there's a way, you know, you should think uh, when it comes to finances. And I, anyway, I'm going to let, you know, Trevor uh, uh, talk about that a little bit more. But before we get into anything else, just a few disclaimers. The first one is... Uh, this is not professional and official uh, financial advice, okay? We have to give that disclaimer. It is not professional financial advice. If you're looking for that, uh, please make sure you go to someone who's licensed to do so. This is biblical uh, financial advice we're going to be looking at. Uh, what finances should look like from a biblical perspective, what the Bible has to say about it, and how you can leverage the knowledge that is in God's Word uh, to make sure that not only are you prosperous, but that you live a legacy of prosperity. Scripture tells us that a righteous man uh, lives an inheritance for his children's children. And so Trevor and I have known each other for 20 years, believe it or not. <laughs> That was one of the pastors at uh, youth way back in 2002 and uh, 2001. And Trevor was a part of that group. And he was just awesome. All of us starting out, starting our careers and uh, just, you know, baby steps, even in our Christian walk with the Lord. And we've grown to be great friends. Uh, he was my associate pastor, actually, before he left for Australia. And he ran uh, our finances as a, at the church, uh, Faith Hill Church, and uh, he would never let us buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> and so welcome, Trevor. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Trevor. Yo, man, I'm excited. So what are we looking at tonight? Well, I think I like the way that you, you know, put it across, right? This is what we call the psychology of money yeah. or the way that you think about money. I think you, you have taught so many in so many, um, you know, uh, classes around um, the, the way that you think about the, about money or the way that you think about anything in life, whether it's marriage, whether it's money, whether it's family, it all starts with the mind, right? Yeah. And I think the Bible is very clear that as the man thinketh, so easy. Yeah. So that same principle applies to money. So if you get 20,000 rands today, what do you think, what first comes to your mind? Spend right? all of it. Is the psychology <laughs> of it, right? It's so so once it. you start to think a certain way about money, right, um, it then shapes how, you know, you manage your money. 
So the way that you manage money is just a reflection of how you think about it. So I like the way that you put it across. That's, uh, I think we, could, we can call it the psychology of money. Yeah, I'm excited about that. And so, so what are some of the pitfalls uh, that people fall into in dealing with the psychology of money? You know, I like the example of 20,000 Rand mm. and how even if you increase it to 100,000 Rand, if someone doesn't fix the way they think about money, they will spend all of it and they won't invest anything or leave anything yep. for the future. And so some of, what are some of the pitfalls that people need to look out for? What are some of, we're also going to look at the habits yep. that you would encourage people to start, you know, uh, uh, um, cultivating in this endeavors but but let's start with the pitfalls you know the mistakes <laughs> <laughs> oh, well i think at the end of the day it really comes out to the, i mean the issue about managing money pastor tavara is that there are so many factors that influence how we think about money mm. right um there are cultural elements right where you were born the way even the way that you were raised in your family right mm. so if you're raised in a family where uh, money was tight and 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 there was also there was always this sort of disagreements and insecurity mm. about money it affects how you think about it if you on the other hand if you're raised in a family where money was abandoned and it was just used for anything again it affects the way that you mm. our way that you think about it so there are so many factors obviously we can't cover everything um mm. that you know we can on this particular uh, podcast but to your point what are some of the biggest issues right is this day and age there's an issue around um status right um yeah. so like uh, there's a term w which is now being introduced they call it status as a service right is in the birth of social media right people are the real person is completely different from the person that's on the social media, <laughs> the right? The Insta life. The Insta life, right? Yeah. So there's issue of status, right? And so what we see these days is that uh, it's so easy for people to go into debt so that they can look good for the Instagram, right? Yeah. And there's a term, I think they call it Instagrammable, which means that you <laughs> must buy things that, you know, make it, <laughs> make you look a certain particular way, right, yeah. on Instagram. But what I, what I like about this is I was actually reading a book by a gentleman called uh, Morgan Hustle. It's called The Psychology of Money. Yeah. And actually, what he, he mentioned something which is quite interesting, that when you see someone in a nice car, let's yeah. say like it's a, it's a Bugatti or it's a Ferrari, he says that the first thing that comes in your mind is you don't say, oh, that gentleman is driving a nice car. Yeah. What comes to your mind first is you start to see yourself in that car. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Which, what, so by extension, what this means is that if you buy a Ferrari, right, people that are looking at you, they're not looking at you and say, oh, Pastor Tafara is driving a nice car. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. They are looking at themselves driving, driving car. your car yeah so in essence people don't really care much about you yeah right they're thinking about themselves they think about themselves <laughs> not about you yeah. all right so that's how and it's, and, and yet it's a pitfall because you're trying to impress them yes exactly they're not even thinking, thinking about, about you. you they're thinking about themselves yes yes so that's really awesome so and the beauty about this thing is that so so if you look at about like a society people can remember the car all right, the Bugatti, the Ferrari, and not the owner, right? Wow. Because they're thinking, at your point, you, know, you want to impress them, but when yeah. they look at you in that car, they're not thinking about you. Yeah. They yeah. Are, think about them or they reflect themselves in that particular car. Yeah. Right? But anyway, I think the, the, the essence, right, is, is that right at, at the moment today, in South Africa, we have got so many people that are in debt, 
yeah. right? I think the numbers are quite difficult to come by because it's not, it's not the information is not readily available. But I think something around forty five percent of the population is in debt. Yeah. And the total amount of debt that they owe, it's about 1.6 or 1.7 trillion rands. And this is all the way from mortgage to car debt yep. to clothes at Edgar's yep. to Vodacom. To yep. it, it's, a, it's a big figure. It's a big figure. It's, yeah. So, I mean, so we have got mortgages, which is probably 1.2, 1.3 trillion. Yeah. Right. And then you have got all these sorts of what we call like bad debt. So you've yeah. got Edgar's, you've got Foshini, yeah. you've got all sorts of debt. Right. And if you look at scripture, I think scripture is quite clear when it says that just, I think it's Proverbs, Proverbs chapter number 22, verse 7. It says, just as the rich rule over the poor, so does the, so the borrower is a servant to the lender. Yeah. Right. So, in life, right, if you're consistently borrowing or you're consistently a, a, mm. a borrower, then you are always on the edge. Yeah. And you are always stressed. Mm. Even the way that you, 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 you are at home with your family, yeah. you're always stressed, mm. right? Because you are always a servant to the lender. Yeah. And so is there a difference between, I know you, you, you just touched on it a little bit before we go on to the better habits to cultivate when it comes to money. Is there a difference, for example, between... Uh, uh, you know, good debt and bad debt. You know, you touched a little bit on that. Yes. So I mean, I mean, I mean, um, I definitely there's a difference between good debt and bad debt, mm -hmm. right? And one of the ways that you can easily tell the difference is the cost of debt. So normally, if you go and buy a house in South Africa, right, you can be charged prime minus one or prime or prime, which is like um, the reserve bank rate plus about three point five percent, right? That's that's what they charge you. Because they give you a debt for you to buy a house. Right? It's around 11, so 10 percent. So depends on depending on, on, on where, where the, the rent is. is. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But then, if you look at bad debt, yeah. If you go to Mashonisa, if you go to Foshini, if you go to Edgars, if you go to, to also BMW. to BMW, <laughs> you are looking at the cost of debt can easily go to 20 percent or yeah. 25 percent or 30 yeah. percent. So you can easily see it from the cost of debt. Right. This so is not good debt. That this is not good debt for you because mm -hmm. it just becomes so expensive. All right. So, so, so there is some difference, right? Um, generally speaking, um, I personally, I am, I, I, I do agree that for most people, ninety-nine percent of people, you can't buy a house without a mortgage, right? Because the cost is just so high, right? So you can take like your mortgage, um, but when you take your mortgage, do not buy a house which is way too big just to impress the noise you really want yeah because when people see your house they're not thinking about your house no they're thinking no, about themselves the living in your house, house. <laughs> yeah that's so, a good one so do not i mean so so the, the the recommendation is that you know just think through you and your family and ask yourself what sort of a house do we want yeah right and what sort of a house is sufficient for us right yeah. and just go for that house yeah. right don't don't overextend yourself and buy something which is too big yeah, and, and I think you're talking about the basic uh, law if you want to live a, a peaceful life, if you want to be uh, prosperous, is to live within your means. Yes. And uh, not to spend money that you, you don't, don't have. have. You know, a lot of people spend money that they do. Credit card debt. Is yeah. that good debt or, or bad debt? Bad debt. Bad debt. So, um, you know, credit card debts, the people that advertise credit card debt, do you know who it is? I don't know. The banks. <laughs> they will advertise it. Yeah. 
so much or or if you they'll call, call you they'll call you to give they'll you, send you, you text know, message free money yeah yes and they say that uh, you've been approved for a 500,000 free approved yes. before you apply <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> so so by nature banks are not there to be you know to make you rich no 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 they're not there to make you rich all right so they send you all these things in your email on your phone on your yeah. text message so, so those those are type of some of the some of the some of the bad debts so i think the but the general concept i think you 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 really really said it correctly like for you to just live peacefully in your own life mm. and in in your with your family and also in the society yeah. just avoid being in debt mm. you sleep well better at night yeah there's some there's a statistic that you 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 gave us when we initially did this class and uh, this is the start and I'm going to ask you to make a a commentary on that it says only 13.42% you know here in South Africa and I believe this stat can be applied anywhere in the world it says only 13.42% of uh, the population have uh, any money left 2 weeks after payday mm. that's 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 pretty tight <laughs> and uh, the other 86.5% are broke and uh, this this again back to the scripture that you shared that the servant is uh, the, the, the borrower is seven to the lender. It means, man, there's a lot of sevens. Mm. And again, it goes back to the psychology of money. Yes. Money is not just there to be spent. Yes. I believe money should be given an assignment. Yes. And, and you're going to help us as we go uh, on to the next uh, few weeks on things like uh, getting rid of debt. Mm. Uh, you're going to help us talk about uh, uh, budgeting, mm. you know, so that people can get out of debt because... I believe it doesn't matter how much God blesses you. If you don't fix the psychology of money and change your habits around the way you manage money, uh, you can still be in the same place. You can you still. Know, if your salary is dead, Maybe it's in worse. You can even be worse because now you have, <laughs> you have enough money to finance your bad habits. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so, so yeah. So, some, what are some of the good habits people must uh, start learning how to cultivate in this psychology of money? Well, I think for me, the way I always think about it is that the first thing, Pastor Tafara, is that you must be comfortable to sit with your wife and with your family on day one. I think you may have to say that again. <laughs> because in Africa, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, in Africa, you know, the father does all the finance stuff mm. and the wife never knows what's in the bank. Mm. Uh, she never has a, a word. Mm. You know, she never contributes. Mm. And so I think you may have to say that again <laughs> and then explain further. I hope, gentlemen, you're watching. This is breaking a, a cultural <laughs> tradition that has existed for many, many years. Uh, man, you're going to have to say that one more time. That's, well, that's the first habit. <laughs> you know, I can't wait to hear the other ones. <laughs> Well, first of all, I think you, you I've, I've heard you teach about the how God really, really loves the family yeah. union, right? Everything starts with the family. Come on. Right? Everything starts with the family. So yeah. in as much as whatever you do, it has to start with your family because once your family buys into the vision mm. that you set together, mm. right, life becomes easier. Mm. Your wife doesn't fight you. Yeah. Your kids don't fight you because everybody has got a common vision of where you are going yeah so but for people to have a common vision of where you are going they also need to have an understanding of where you are today mm. right mm. um mm. so the first thing is we have to develop this culture of being extremely transparent with 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 the family mm. and the family means both your wife 
and your children if you have mm. children mm. kids are so smart yeah so they can tell mm. if there's if the parents are arguing about money kids can tell yeah yeah if the family is broke the kids can tell yeah yeah right even I mean, if you don't tell them but they can they, they can sense they can, it. they can sense it you know my wife and i we have an advantage over our kids because you know we have two languages you know we have english and shona <laughs> and so sometimes when we are having intense fellowship you know <laughs> when we are arguing we go into shona so they can't hear but they in the car <laughs> and uh, you know one day we were we were going at it you know in in our in our in our language our yeah. secret language and and you know my oldest daughter was like guys why don't you just stop fighting <laughs> you see <laughs> she couldn't hear what we were saying but, but she, she could, could tell, tell. Oh, that there is a problem <laughs> <laughs> So they can tell. so the first thing is always start with the family. So start with the what family. this means is that you know there are people that have I've heard people that do it yeah. where they set a single whether it's a day day in a month wow to say you know the last Friday in a month is yeah. a family day yeah Friday when you can get pizza you can sit down yeah with your family extremely transparent guys this is this is how much money that uh, we make yeah. right so number one is how much money that we make and then we pay our tithe and offering this yeah. is how much money is left yeah. right? and this is how much we need for rent this is how much we need for school fees yeah. be extremely transparent with your family i like that because it's almost like you're talking strategy with your team yes you know in the in the in the locker room yes you know <laughs> and you, you can't have a secret strategy no. for the team because now they, when they get on the playing field they're not going to understand. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, when you try to make sacrifices, they're not going to understand. Yeah, exactly. If part of, I like that. If exactly. they're part of the team, then they... They, they know. Yeah. So they, they know that... If, the if, vision. Yes, so they know that um, when the new Xbox 5 comes and you say, no, guys, we don't have money for Xbox because, mm. you know, we, this is what we said we are going to do this month. They know. Yeah. And kids are smart. Yeah. So they will know, they will understand that yeah. I have to wait until maybe it's Christmas for me to get my Xbox. Mm. But then, so if it's the same thing applies to your spouse, mm. right? If your spouse, she, again, if she knows, right? Mm. When next time when you're out, it's, mm, this is a nice dress or nice shoes, but I don't want to buy it because we, as a team, we have got a common and strategy, we've got a common um, goal that we are going after. So the mm. first thing, oh, again, be transparent with your family. That's mm. the first thing. The second thing is, is uh, you must, I think I like to call it a habit because it's, it's something that is taught. So you must develop a habit of always living below your means. Mm. Right? Mm. Um, and I understand that there are some people, I think it's a caveat, that there are some people that probably the earnings are just so low that yeah. there's nothing left. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But for other people, you have with your earnings, you just have to develop. It's it's a taught habit yeah. that you have to develop to say, okay, I get paid X, you know, I pay my tithes, I pay my offerings, and then I take a portion of my X and then I put it on the side. Yeah. Right. I think I like there's a there's a there's a scripture in um like in the Bible, I think it's Proverbs, um let me try to get it. Thirteen six. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but there's another one. Actually this one, this one is Proverbs twenty one, verse uh, 20. Yeah. It says that the wise store up or save choice food and olive oil, but the fools spend everything they get. They get. Did you hear that, guys? Proverbs 21 20. The wise store up and save uh, choice food and olive oil, but the fools spend everything they get. But what I like about this scripture, Pastor Tavra, is that the, the Bible uses the words choice food, mm. right? To me, it means that. 
is something that you know, if you didn't have self-discipline, you could eat it because it, yeah. it must be the fine things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. this is the, the finer things in life, right? Yeah. But the wise men choose to store it up. To store it up. Rather than to eat it. Rather there's going to be a great temptation to eat it. Yes. But they decide, hey, I'm going to store it up. Yes. Yes. And that's so, good. Yes. But the fool spends everything. So, so, when, so, the, so, so we, we have to develop a culture. Again, you and your family develop a culture. Right of saving, yeah. and when you do that, I've actually heard people that, you know, whether when they give their kids pocket money for the week, yeah, they've also developed the culture, the habit. They actually come Friday, they've saved something. That's good because you know it's taught. So it's, it's a, a habit. Cu- yes, it's a habit yeah. when they know that if I get hundred rands for my for my lunch pack, right, I don't have to spend everything. Yeah, I can spend ten. I can spend and and store up. Yes, 10. yes, that's right. awesome. So it's it's a culture. It's a taught culture, and then um. So it's number one. It's it's it's. Uh, we said be transparent with the family. Number yeah. two is that uh, develop a culture of saving, right? Yeah. And then um, number three, I think, which underpins everything is that you, we must develop. Um, I, I'm I'm trying to look for another word, right? But it's about thinking long term, yeah. right? Having I think there's a scripture that you're always sharing that without vision. People you, perish. You perish. Yeah. But one thing well, about they cast off restraints. Exactly. Hey, that's a better translation. <laughs> it says without vision, you know, people become undisciplined. Yes. It's it's powerful. Yes. But one thing I like about vision, Pastor Tafari, is that by its very definition, it's long term. Wow. That's good. You can have a vision which is which is next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, it's not a vision. <laughs> It's long term, yeah. right? Um, um, and there's a saying that you must have a vision without boundaries, right? Mm, Which means good. that, but for you to have a vision, by definition, it has to be long term, mm. right? And anything that c- can be achieved long term requires discipline. It requires restraint, mm. right? Um, so once you once you develop a vision, you and your family develop a vision, right? I think you must challenge yourself to have. A very very expansion. I like to call it expansionary vision. Come on, something that when you think about you, be like you're mm. scared. <laughs> you're scared. It only takes God. Exactly. 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 But but I believe personally that God would want to bring it to pass. Yeah. But you must have a vision for Him to yeah, of course. for Him to work off it, right? Yeah. But your and then your vision must be so expansionary. All right. So whichever discipline you are or whatever, like the calling that you have in 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 life, right? Uh, make sure that your vision is so scary yeah. that you know only God can do it, and also it also encourages you to have that restraint or that const- that constraint that you spoke of. Man, that's powerful. I'm gonna ask Pastor Trevor to you know repeat those things uh, that he shared. Uh, that you know the first two habits that we need to uh, cultivate. Uh, but I also want to remind you guys that this is going to be uh, uh, on every Wednesday for the next uh, three weeks. Now, the reason we didn't advertise this, you know, uh, uh, and try and, you know, bring some marketing on this is because, you know, it's, it's not for everybody, you know. Uh, it's for, for those who want to see a difference in their finances, those who want to uh, live an inheritance for their children's children. And uh, it's a grace in the marketplace. Uh, initiative that I believe that is going to, you know, change your life. And so the first habit we learned is that, you know, you must get everybody involved, bring the kids in, you know, the the, the spouse, bring them in and have a, a goal together and uh, shoot for that. The second thing is 
uh, have a vision, mm. you know, develop a vision, and the vision is long-term by nature. That means uh, you're going to have to create some habits of restraint and uh, some habits of uh, discipline around finances, you know. When you walk past uh, chocolates at Woolies, <laughs> you know, that's where it starts, to be honest. That's where the discipline, you know, starts. When you walk past a shirt that you didn't plan to buy, uh, don't buy it just because it's on, uh, on sale. On sale, Because <laughs> now uh, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's going to get you, you know, 10 steps behind your, your, your vision. It's taking you backwards. And so what are the habits uh, 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 do you want to talk about uh, tonight? And also, guys, before Pastor, uh, Trevor comes back in, uh, please uh, type some questions. If you have questions, you can type them in the comments section and uh, we'll try and attempt. We'll get, you know, Trevor to attempt to answer those questions before we go. And uh, some of them will, will keep them. The third uh, week of this class uh, is going to major mostly on uh, questions. You know, so if you have questions uh, like, you know, I have 100,000 rand, what should I use it for? Should I, you know, uh, uh, Trevor will be able to give you uh, some, some advice. You know, it's not the gospel truth, <laughs> you know, but we'll be able to give you some advice on the things that you can consider and uh, with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, I believe that this can turn your finances around. It's good to pray. Uh, and I think the church has also mastered the discipline of tithing and giving. Uh, but there are other things that come with, uh, with it, you know, when it comes to how you execute in, in life and in the marketplace as a family uh, to actually uh, build um, a wealth and to live a legacy. Uh, that will outlive you in yes. terms of the finances. And uh, so, yeah, what else? What are the <laughs> habits? I know saving is a big part. When, when you went to INSEAD, yeah. when you came back, one of the things that I remember you were passionate about was the endowment fund that yes. these schools have. Mm. And endowment fund is basically, you know, a, a, a port that the former students come and give back into. Mm. And it's interesting that these schools don't spend all of it, mm -mm. you know, because they're practicing some of the things that you're, you're talking about. But without taking much of your time, <laughs> what are some of the other habits, financial psychology that, you know, people can begin to cultivate? Sure. I mean, there are quite a number. So I think another one that I really like and I'm passionate about is around um, continuously equipping yourself right and in terms of knowledge yeah. i think uh, pastor tafari you're always talking about there's a difference between um going to church on the sunday and hearing and then yeah. just going home i think yeah. you spoke about it this yeah. past sunday yeah. that you know you have to mix faith with with, with work right yeah. um but for for so many for so many of us when it comes to money again work the the work part us again is touched by you know um, compounding your knowledge, mm -hmm. right, around around finances, right. Mm -hmm. There are so many scriptures in the Bible uh, that talks about, about finances. Uh, there's a, the story of Joseph, right, when yeah. was in was in Egypt, and God said to him, you know, you must save. I think for seven years, yeah. right, and then for because there's a seven years of plenty. Again, there's a seven years of um, fair mind. of fair mind, right. Again, so you can read the Bible. Right and and I, I like I like I like to call it like I like to call it critical thinking. Right, mm. and then you can read that scripture and says, okay, what does this mean, you know, mm. to me and to my family in around in twenty twenty one? Right, around the sort of finances, right? Because you can easily say, okay, ah, this is actually quite interesting because if you go back now, we can talk in hindsight, mm. but if you go back um, before the COVID pandemic and people got locked up and people lost so many jobs. Mm. Some people 
were st storing up things for the last seven yeah, years, yeah. right? And then the pandemic came. And then when the pandemic came, so many people lost um, some jobs, which is so unfortunate. But some people, because they had saved up quite a bit, right? Mm -hmm. It means that they could withstand, um, they could withstand such difficult times in life. Mm -hmm. uh, so historically, when you look about, when you look at it historically, uh, there's always what you call a major crisis every probably around every eight to eleven years. There's yeah. always a major crisis happening, right? Mm -hmm. So what this says is that you know, before the next one. You must practice saving up, right? Mm. Because then when such things happen in life, whether it's a pandemic like what we had with COVID and people got locked out, right? You still have got money for food, money yeah. for bread, money for everything, right? Mm. So I think this, but I think the, going back to the point is that you must always develop a habit of equipping yourself mm. with knowledge, mm. right? And not just read for the sake of it, but also, you know, apply critical thinking. Yeah. You know, ask, what does this mean for me? Right. Mm. When you don't know, again, you know, go to someone that you're comfortable with, you know, whether it's a financial advisor or, or whether it's a pastor or a friend, you know, talk about it, right? Mm. And say, okay, this is what I'm thinking, this is what I know, and then people can equip yourself with knowledge. I think that's the, that's the next one that I really, really am passionate about. That's awesome. So get yourself some knowledge about how you can, you know, begin to, 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 to invest. You can yeah. begin to save up, you know, money. Uh, they say actually you should have uh, three months worth of savings. They say six, you know, uh, six, six yeah. months. Uh, but you can start with uh, aiming at three months, you know, just in case something happens. You should have at least three months or six months worth of savings that can carry you mm. uh, through that, that challenge. And uh, so uh, uh, we have a question here for you. He says, uh, what are some of the re uh, research tools that are available for one to get this kind of knowledge and uh, 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 on, on finances or where to invest? Sure, sure. Um, I mean, I, I love because um, right now we live in an environment where there's so many, you know, so many, so many platforms or so many uh, avenues to access this knowledge. So it can just be books, right? Mm. So that's the first thing. You can simply buy a book, right? Um, I think we there are some books that I really like. Uh, this book that we are talking about, the, the one that I shared initially, is called The Psychology of Money. Mm -hmm. It's a book written by Morgan Hustle. Mm -hmm. And I like it because he approached the entire book from the psychology of it. That's good. Right. So yeah. it, it so it's not about whether you have got, you have got so much money or not. Yeah. But, but what is the cycle? How do you think, yeah. or what is the relationship that you have yeah. with money? Right. Yeah. When you look at hundred rand, <laughs> how do you split it up? How, how do you split yeah, it up? Yeah. That's where it starts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's also, and then the other you know other books. I mean, quite a lot of books. I think we can share uh, some of the um, books depending on the exact topic. But books are there. Yeah. Right. Um, make it a habit to go into a bookstore. Um, uh, I think it's allowed to yeah, walk into yeah. a bookstore. And read for free. <laughs> <laughs> Make a habit to go into a bookstore, yeah. right, and say, okay, me and my wife, okay, this is the book that we are reading this yeah. month, right? Yeah. I think similarly, when you do, I think there are so many books on marriage, so many books on, you know, um, like for you being a pastor, there's so yeah. many books on there, right? Yeah. So you can make a habit with your wife to say, this month, Every month we have one book that we read together. Together. And grow together. And grow together. In fact, yes. Billy Apart has a statement. He said you must invest in yourself mm. 
more than you invest in what you do or in your job. And part of investing in yourself is actually getting these books yes. and investing in yourself. Yes. And then there's another question here from Wilma. The first one was from Henry. There's another question here from Wilma. She says, what are, it's a similar question. Yep. She says, what are your top three books that you would recommend uh, one to read on money matters? Oh, <laughs> oh, well, there are so many of them, but I mean, so- You can I, start with Grace in the Marketplace. Exactly. <laughs> 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 that is definitely no, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so this, I mean, I think there's so many places. So I mean, um, for today, I'll say um, start with the book by Morgan Hassel, the one that I said is called yeah. Psychology of Mind. I really love that book. It's yeah. it's a very it's a it's a new book. Um, I think it's less than one year old. Wow. So it's a very very new book, and um, he's one of the very very good writers. Um, in that um, he he approaches that book from different perspectives of life, mm. right? So, and um, it's a book that I think it gives a very good foundation, mm. right? To Because it, it helps you understand yourself on how you think. Yeah, you see yourself in the book. Like, yes, man, yes, <laughs> yes, about, about money. Um, the second thing, I think, the Bible is also full of so yeah, many references yeah. uh, to the issue of money, That's right? Good. So again, be comfortable, right, to yeah. say even yourself or whether with your partner or your wife, to say, okay, in the Bible, we're going to you know, get some um, some scriptures right, yeah. from the Bible that specifically talk about money. Right? And we're going to learn. And then we're going to learn, right? So I think you are always saying, don't just read the Bible like it's a... Like it's a novel. It's a novel. Then yeah. just pass through and, yeah. and, and go. So when the Bible says, uh, you know, for, for the borrower is a servant to the land, again, yeah. you stop and say, what does this mean yeah. to me in, in today? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you, or you can go through scripture by scripture, yeah. and spend time, really, you know, you know, um, spending time in the Word of God, right? Mm. And I think the, the Holy Spirit will, will will reveal to you, yeah. right, some things that probably I can't even <laughs> describe to you, yeah. because the, then the Holy Spirit can reveal to you something which is um, relevant, yeah, or personal to you, yeah, or in, term, in terms of that particular scripture. So spend time in the Bible. Yeah. I think there are so many, so many. Pastor Tafala, I think you've covered so many of them. Yeah. Um, some, some scriptures that talk about it. Praise God. We have some more questions coming in that I'm going to throw at you. I know you, you wanted to talk about some, some stuff here still, but there are more questions. And I think these are, you know, questions that are right off the oven and we need to deal with them. Uh, right away, I want to I want to tell you guys as well that you know Pastor Trevor is always throw uh, Trevor is always throwing nuggets on uh, on on Twitter, and his, your handle is uh, Trevor Muche. Yeah, right. It's not the whole thing. No, uh, Trevor Muche. You know, uh, Trevor M U C H E is always throwing nuggets on Twitter. So go follow him. Uh, one of my friends actually Russell. Uh, he may be watching. He reached out to me. He said, man, there's this guy. He's always, you know, telling us how to invest, which stock is and this guy. This guy always seemed to be ahead of the... I said, what's his name? He said, Trevor Michel. I said, man, I'm the one who taught him. <laughs> I said, man, sit down. I'm the one who taught him. <laughs> he said, do you know him? I said, yeah, I'm going to introduce you to oh, him. Yes. 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 So we have another question for you here. It's around debt, and we we're going to touch a little bit on debt. Man, yeah, I like the way you did it on on this particular presentation. Yeah, I think you should turn it into a book. But anyway, the question is: What strategy must one follow when entrapped in debt? Sure, sure, sure. This one um, is from Lloyd. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so so generally there are two strategies, right? Um, the first strategy is that you look at the debt that you 
yeah, paying the most expensive like or the or highest interest rate. Mm. So let's say you have got a debt, a credit card, yeah, and you're being charged 15%. Yeah. Then you've got a um, clothing account with Foshini. Yeah. They're charging you a 25%. Then you've got another one, you know, um, someone that you borrow somewhere, like your house, they're charging you 5% of your car, they're charging you 10%, whatever. So you've got so many different types of debt. Yeah. So the first strategy is you look for the one that is the most expensive or you're paying the most interest. Yeah. And what you do is that you start paying it more. Right. So let's mm. say they say you must pay us uh, 200 rands per month. Mm. So you pay 400. Right. All right. So you, you pay more than the minimum which is required. Right. Mm. Um, and the thinking there is that you pay off the most expensive debt quicker. All right. Because it's the more expensive one. So if I'm charging you 28%, right, you want to pay yeah. that one much faster. Right. Um, so that, so, and then when you, when you finish um, paying that one, right. Mm -hmm. The money that you're paying on that particular debt, mm -hmm. now you start using it to pay off the next most expensive. So the money you were paying on that particular debt yeah. doesn't all of a sudden become disposable. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you have to start. Now I have extra. No. You know, to spend on, uh, <laughs> you know, cream donuts. <laughs> No, that's that's not how it works. Yeah. yeah. So you have to. Yeah. You have to so so, but the, the, so the strategy is you you place your debts. Yeah. On top, uh, the first one on top is the most expensive. Yeah. Then you go down um, that that hierarchy yeah. until you pay off. But the the disadvantage of this particular strategy is that some of the most expensive debt can be quite you know quite substantial. Yeah. So you so for most people. They tend to lose um, heart or to lose steam, right? Mm. Um, in terms of, because it's very difficult to see psychologically. It's very difficult to see the progress that you're making, yeah. right? Yeah. So the second strategy that then people use is that you first pay off the least amount of debt. So let's say you owe one thousand in Edgar in Foshini, yeah. and then hundred thousand for a car, mm. and then. 200,000 for something else, right? Yeah. So they say you must pay the 1,000 first. Yeah. Because psychologically now... You have a win. You've got a win. You've got a win in your That you books. can bank, yeah. yes, in your books and say, yeah. oh, I'm done with this one, yeah. right? And yeah. then you go to the next, in terms of the um, quantum, right? So yeah. they, then you go to the next, then you go to the next. So they yeah. call it the snowball effect. And the advantage there is it's a psychological advantage, right? It's, it's, it's from, from mathematics, it's not the right one, but yeah. psychologically it's the right one because it enables you to have momentum. Yeah, and, and I mean, once, once you get into this game of trying to get rid of debt, I think, you know, stamina yes. is, is important. It's important. You know, you've got to develop the stamina to go the long haul mm. and get rid of all, you know, uh, uh, debt. And some of it is going to take you three, four years, yes. some of it five years. Yes. Uh, if it's a mortgage, you know, what, what strategy can you, can you encourage? So let's say I have a mortgage and mm. I have to pay 4,000 Rand every month. That's mm. what the, 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 banks the, the, the banks want from mm. me. Mm. What, how can I uh, speed that up? Yeah, so, so uh, the way that I always like it is that, um, you know, I, 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 I am a big fan of progress. Yeah. So what, what that means is that in this example, I like next month to pay 4.1. With yeah. 100 runs on top. Yeah. All right. And then the next other month, I'll go at 4.2. Yeah. 
Mm. Again, we, we talk about the stamina or the psychology of yeah. it, right? Yeah. Because if I say pay an extra 2,000 on top, yeah, maybe, it's, it's, it can be heavy. maybe it's, 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 it can be heavy for yeah. you, right? But if you, dis, if you develop a discipline of paying 4.1, yeah. You can even pay 4.1 for the next six months. Yeah. Then now you've developed a discipline internally of yeah. paying 4.1. Yeah. Then you can move to 4.2. Yeah. Then you can move to 4.3. Then mm. you can move to 4.4. Again, I, I, I'm really passionate about baby steps. Yeah. That, yeah. you know, don't... The, the, this, I think you said it quite well, is that you need stamina. So yeah. if you overdo it, it's like... When you start exercising yeah. on day number yeah, one, guys if, always if, come and lift every on day no, one. No, don't do that. And they can't wash, you know. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> they, can't, they can't reach your back. Exactly. <laughs> and they quit. And, and then you quit. Yeah, yeah. So you quit. Start and with five kgs. Five. Start with five. Yeah. No. Yeah. Be, um, be, be patient with yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, God loves. So be patient with yourself. Yeah. Right. Start with five. Yeah. You know, um, kilo kilograms in the gym. Yeah. Right. Develop discipline. And, and, and for people that are quite into, into fitness, they always say that the discipline is not about the lifting. It's about living, waking up at yeah. 6 a.m. and leaving the house and going. Yeah. So that is where the discipline yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, but, so if you go with, so, the, the, so I was talking to a friend. He says that if you go on first day, right, and then you do 20 or 30 kilos, right, yeah. your, your, your memory remembers the pain. Yeah. So it wasn't pleasurable. It wasn't pleasurable. Yeah. So tomorrow, when you want to wake up now, the first thing that you think about is <laughs> the pain, pain from yesterday. <laughs> it's right. too much. It's too much. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then now you develop all the excuses and then you don't, you don't wake up. Yeah. But if you do, if you're patient mm. with yourself and start with one kilo, two kilo, mm. then you develop uh, the mass of the discipline slowly over time. Right. right? Be patient with yourself and, and, then, and then do it like that. That's awesome. All right, guys. Uh, this is almost all the time we had for tonight. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Trevor to just give some parting words. Next week, what are we going to be uh, looking at uh, so, next week? So next week, I think we are, for the next two weeks, two weeks um, what we want to do is to be more practical. Yeah. Right. So, um, uh, Pastor Tavar, I love you because you're always talking about, you know, when, when you're preaching in church, yeah. you know, you always say, I want practical yeah, things. Be practical. I, I want practical. I should be able to touch it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I want to practical things, yeah. right? Um, so I want, I want to be able to leave church on a Sunday and say, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. It has to be practical. Yeah. So, so I think that's what we're trying to achieve in the next two weeks yeah. around practical tools for, 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 for saving, practical tools for debt management, uh, tools that you can actually use, right? Portals, we can we come with web, web addresses, we come with platform names, we come with practical tools such that the next day you know where to start. That's awesome. Yep. Listen, guys, this is going to be fun. Uh, I've learned so much from Trevor and, uh, you know, in terms of just understanding finances and money, he's one of the best, and uh, we're privileged to have you, man. Uh, we, we thank you for making time to come and share some of this knowledge with us. No, thank you, Pastor Tahara. It's good to be back. Eh? It's good to be in Africa. <laughs> he just landed last week from uh, Australia, where he's now based, still working in this space and doing really big things. And uh, so, so, hey, listen, when we're talking about budgeting, we're not talking about policing each other. We're talking mm -hmm. about giving your money an assignment. Yes. You know, when we're talking about saving, we're not talking about you going hungry and, you know, mm -hmm. just not, we're not talking about, we're talking about you thinking about a future and having a vision. 
uh, when we're talking about investing, which uh, uh, Trevor is big on, uh, and I think you're going to get a lot, you're going to learn a lot around that area, uh, tools that you can use to invest, to buy stock and to buy shares and get in the game. That's the name of the game. You've got to get in the game. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. I encourage you to come up with questions. I encourage you to think through these things. Start practicing them. Start you know, applying some of these things. Get together with your family. Have a strategy. The things we talked about tonight, some habits that you can cultivate. Get together with your wife, with your family. Share with everyone that's in your household what kind of uh, uh, income is there and what the strategy, the game plan is. Develop habits and a vision and, and shoot for it. And uh, uh, you can re-listen to this podcast uh, where all great podcasts are found anywhere in the world where great podcasts, podcasts are found. Spotify, we're on Spotify, Apple. Uh, you'll be able to listen uh, starting tomorrow. Share it with a friend and uh, let them get some Christian Bible-based help. Uh, on how to uh, do finances and how to run their finances. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we love you and God bless you. Good night. Good night.